So I think I get this whole A24 get out style woke horror thing that people are doing now. Um, we just need to pick a social injustice and then come up with a sci-fi premise that kind of makes it literal. Okay. So what's an injustice? Keep it light. Um, what's out there? What was the last thing that irritated you about like the world? Children. Children. Like, oh my God, that's Okay, right. I've got one. So <laughs> okay. like when you're like in a cafe or restaurant or pub... Uh-huh. And there are like families with young children, like especially like oh, toddlers that are running around, and you're just trying oh, to no. have like a beer or a roast. Oh my god! They should and... be like there should be like a section or something, where it's like <laughs> this is where your children can run wild, and this is where yeah. the adults drink. The adults <laughs> that chose not to reproduce, and you have to like have a certificate. <laughs> the good or adults. <laughs> yeah, you need a pass to get out of there. Okay. So let's turn that into like a sci-fi concept that makes that literal. So I feel like we're on a spaceship and there's like this weird parasite going around that forces you to produce these weird little goblin things. <laughs> and some people do that because the goblins can be useful in some circumstances and we <laughs> like need to have some of the goblins. Or something. Yeah, they find gold sometimes. Some of them don't. Some of them just like need feeding forever, but some of them go out and find gold. <laughs> some of them only find like milk bottle caps, you know. <laughs> And they come back and you have to be happy about it. Like, oh, that's so nice of you. Like when a cat brings a frog in, it's like that. (laughs) The whole movie is told from the perspective of like the officer class just trying to have dinner in the canteen whilst the goblins. Is there gold here? No. No, go away. No, you're meant to be below decks. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like... (laughs) Perfect. A24, cast... Why do I want to say Eddie Redmayne? <laughs> okay. He can be one of the goblins. Okay. He, can be... <laughs> he can do mocap Lead for goblins. the goblins. <laughs> Lead goblin artist. podcast that is worthy of the life we deserve. I'm Paul Pine, and I'm joined by friend of the podcast and co-host of all sorts of things, including the Scottish film and We See Saw, it's Katie Maiden. Hi. <laughs> hey, hey. hey. Tell, us about, tell us about your main, like, uh, non-Paul starring podcast. Um, my main Paul star, my only non-Paul starring podcast. <laughs> uh, I mean, your favourite. Uh, my podcast is called Have mm. You Ever Heard Of? And it's a history mm. podcast about things from history you may or may not have heard of. You probably haven't heard of them. There's some really good episodes in there. I mean, they're all really good episodes, but there's some really, like, really niche little bits of history that deserve to be remembered. Yeah, we're running out stuff. of history now, so... Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, you're going to have to do stuff that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> you may not have heard of the, fu- the future. That's... You may not hear, yeah. <laughs> yeah. May or may not hear of. <laughs> yes, um, Katie joins us at the start of this rundown of some of the big critical failures of 2022. And where better to start than one of the most notorious misses of the year? It's Olivia Wilde's Don't Worry, Darling. You and me. Always. You and me. All of you wives. With you all the time. We men, we ask a lot. Can't you see? We ask for strength. <laughs> food at home. A house clean. With you all the time. 
and discretion above all else. Boys and their toys. At least we know they're getting work done. Welcome to the Victory Project. We're all here because we believe in the mission. What are we doing? Changing, Changing the, world. the world. What are we doing? Changing, Changing the, the world. world. That's right. What do you think they're really doing out there? What do you mean? The one thing they ask of us is to stay here, where it's safe. Oh my god. And I was so worried. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we were both we so were both worried so going worried. into this. And the audience that we saw it with did little to assuade our fears. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the teenage Harry Style fans. I was like, why we are we here by. with like, wh- I was like, why are you the only dude? <laughs> in, this, in this whole cinema we were both really puzzled and then about i don't know two minutes in i was like oh, oh yeah. yeah okay yeah uh, i yeah. see now i don't know do one direction fans have a name yeah um it is it's like i think it's directioners <laughs> um, that's not even a joke oh my god like, directioners i think so it might be one directioners I but i think it's yeah i, I like directioners more I think yeah, Directionless is good. It has like a a, a weird sci-fi like um, navigator quality to it. <laughs> the Directioners. The only direction they care about is the one in which Harry Styles is. <laughs> north. <laughs> He's always north. He's Keep traveling there. He'll be waiting for you. Um, now I usually offer some notes about the production here, but there's actually nothing to tell. It was very uneventful. Yeah, it was. It was a smooth sailing the whole way. Um, there was no Shia LaBeouf involved. <laughs> no, Shia LaBeouf wasn't involved at all, everyone. And I know that legally you have to say that for every movie just to <laughs> assure people. <laughs> nope, he wasn't here. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> some of these non-events include <laughs> that after after Booksmart, everyone was vying to make the new wild movie. Um. Oh, a woman in a position of power with great influence. I can't wait for the narrative to bring her down a peg. No one gets to feel good about what happened with this movie. <laughs> Not a single person. <laughs> Not a single person gets to be happy about this. So there is a script by Shane and Carrie Van Dyke, uh, well, well before uh, Wild's involvement, and they have previously written absolutely terrible films, including <laughs> a lot of mockbusters like Transmorphers 2, Paranormal Entity, Titanic 2, and The Day the Earth Stopped. <laughs> wait <laughs> titanic 2 yeah they wrote titanic 2 it's like this really cheesy asylum movie that's just yeah i'm watching titanic it later two. i'm watching yeah you have to yeah. watch that it reminds me of that thing about how like american newscasters would say this is like a real life titanic <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh dear american education system <laughs> They did, they, it wasn't just Mockbusters, though. They did break away and write some highly original movies like Battle Dogs, in which a werewolf virus hits New York, prompting a general to raise an army of dogs to fight them. I haven't seen it, I mean, but I really hope it's just like domestic house dogs. Yeah, me too. I hope it's just like, there's just like a chihuahua, like... like Go for the neck! <laughs> just like a really docile golden retriever just slopping all over them. Like... <laughs> It's it's a literal underdog story. Oh my it's, god! Oh my god! Oh my god! You suck! <laughs> I suck so much. How am I still allowed to do this? I don't Why know. Does stop me? <laughs> I think I may have found the weak link in the production history of Don't Worry, Darling, <laughs> because it gets it gets rewritten by Katie Silberman, and um, oh, maybe it's all her fault. You know what she done? She's uh, oh, book smart. Okay, cool. And set it up, and isn't it romantic? Both of which are well reviewed. Yeah, I like set okay. it up. Uh, I haven't mm. seen it. Isn't it romantic? But I did. Mm. I like set that up. It's if you're into like, you know, 
hour and a half long Netflix rom-coms, you are. I am. Just that's uh, it's fine. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. That's what I want yeah. for the writer of this high concept. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If anyone's going to save this from the writers of Transmorphers 2, someone who made it's a, be... a fine Netflix rom-com, yeah, a fine ass Netflix rom-com. <laughs> Uh, and then the controversy start because um <laughs> oh no twist Shia LaBeouf was involved. Yeah, I know that's Shia- why I said it. <laughs> oh no, but he's Shia LaBeouf, so it doesn't. I love him so much. <laughs> it didn't work out though. <laughs> you love him like a firework. Like it's not going to be a long term relationship. <laughs> I saw him at Paddington Station once. It was the best moment oh my of my God. entire life. I was like Shy, and he turned around, <laughs> and and then he just like walked off, but like kind of still looking. Oh my god! I know it was the best. That's so intense. <laughs> That's the most intense thing you could do. He just backed away from you. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, there's also the high-profile coupling I've written, which sounds v- vaguely um, anthropological. There is the coupling of director Wilde with male lead Harry Styles. Oh my god! Coupling. Why did I write this so creepy? <laughs> with male lead, the female and the male coupled <laughs> during this production. I am sorry. As you said, coupling. I didn't think of that. All I thought of was like the '90s sitcom. Oh yeah, there's coupling star Harry Styles is in this. I assume. Um, and then during a Comic Con appearance promoting the film, Wilde was handed custody do- custody documents from her um, ex, Just- Justin Sudeikis, Jason Sudeikis, and uh, there were rumors regarding a f- massive falling out between Wilde and lead actor Florence Pugh. Oh, and uh, Chris Pine's bizarre behavior at the Venice premiere, in which he seemed to be whacked out of his gourd. Styles possibly spitting on Pine at the premiere. Oh, there was God. very divisive footage. <laughs> and of course, the press interviews in which Styles said that his favorite thing about the movie is that it really feels like a movie. Oh, that was so, excellent. Yeah, was that was very really good. good. <laughs> so this was a very entertaining movie before it came out. <laughs> also, didn't Florence Pugh not appear at the premieres? Yes. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, she really scaled back her appearance in the publicity for the film, which may have been her filming Dune 2, which, to be fair, is a good excuse to get out of literally anything. Yeah, I mean, she turned up to the premiere of The Wonder and, like, watched it with us, so... Oh, yeah, she watched it with us. Yeah, that's fair. She does. When she likes the movie, she shows up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. She watched it with us. That was crazy. Not like Especially with, not like on a sofa with us. Not with like me and no. Paul. But she was like, she was like ten rows behind, yeah. and was the best. She was the best the whole time. We could feel it. From I could us. feel it radiating. Yeah. <laughs> she was wearing that giant pink dress. She was the best. But yeah, there's something very pleasingly old Hollywood. I remember someone on Twitter just being like, "Huh, so the director's sleeping with the lead actor, and you know, all of this stuff's going on, and the guys hated each other, and there were screaming matches on set. Maybe Hollywood's back." <laughs> <laughs> I wish they'd recorded it like somebody had recorded it to do <laughs> oh like a don't worry darling like back like kind of the... like the room but like the disaster artist of the room yeah like the heart of darkness for don't worry darling <laughs> <laughs> amazing <laughs> now all of this might just be publicity but if so it's not great to exploit public interest in a toxic work environment to publicize your movie but I do doubt it I can't see wild throwing away her reputation just for headlines no. um to be honest, it does all smack of undue attention from a hostile media. If you were to subject any film production to similar attention, would you not find that Harry Styles is sleeping with someone on its set? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of hearsay, personal business, and minor things that are blown up by the internet, including me, including it in this intro. So I'm part of the problem, folks. You are. Why haven't I been stopped? I've tried. 
but I just got sucked <laughs> in instead. <laughs> oh no, that's how it works. That's how the system works, and now you're in my weird AI simulation. I tried, and instead we made a podcast about Macbeth and the Saw movies. So <laughs> the natural thing to do during a pandemic. Not not one podcast. That would be oh weird. God. Just like where we half of it's about Macbeth and half of it's about Saw. <laughs> the, the Scottish Saw. <laughs> where we reframe Saw in the context. A Macbeth adaptation that's also a Saw movie. <laughs> Hello, Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play a game. Who is going to become the next king of Scotland? <laughs> but, you know, did it re- did it affect the reception of the movie? Well, uh, Scott Tobias at the reveal <laughs> said, It takes a while for Don't Worry Darling to reveal itself as abysmal because it spends so much of its grueling time uh, being merely pedestrian. Merely wow. pedestrian. <laughs> merely pedestrian. So you didn't need that merely. That's the yeah. what pedestrian means. Like <laughs> you didn't make it any more. Yeah, you see. Like oh, so pedestrian. Like really, that's it. Only means one thing. And this is why I need you to start proofreading my reviews because <laughs> I need. I need that. I would definitely write merely pedestrian because I'm a chump. But I love that. It was so boring. I couldn't tell how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> I came out being like. Was that bad? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, that's actually kind of what we said when we came out. (laughs) Yes, there was a lot of uncertainty in the crowd when we came out, including my favourite comment ever, which I (laughs) wish I'd heard the beginning of, was the two teenage girls who came out. And one of them was just in the process of saying, honestly, it was even better than when he had her out. (laughs) (laughs) What? What was? (laughs) The dance? Was it the dance? It might have been the dance. (laughs) Oh my god, that was so bad. But we'll get to that. (laughs) We'll get to the dance. Uh, Public, meanwhile, we're on a perpetual honeymoon. Uh, Zara, uh-oh, didn't practice that. Zaria Kimvelikani, yeah, on Google said, I was not disappointed, five exclamation marks. I love watching a movie that would have me on my feet and this right here. I love how Jack and Alice love each other. At first it was a bit confusing, but towards the middle and end, no doubt that Jack was all over heels with Alice. Yeah. Well, wow, that That's was an that. excellent review. I especially had the bit where she said she was on her feet because I she wanted to get feet. on my feet to leave <laughs> <laughs> this this movie had my had me on my feet and bike and out the door and on the tube <laughs> yeah. and in my bed at home <laughs> that's where this movie had me <laughs> ah, at least the film managed to piss off Jordan Patterson so there's always that <laughs> <laughs> uh, the film has 38% on Rotten Tomatoes 48% on Metacritic 6.2 on IMDb and 72% on Google the lowest Google school I've ever seen because that website is crazy. That is crazy. That is so <laughs> Nothing weird. gets under 70. Nothing. It did, however, make $86.7 million on a $35 million budget, and so probably made a little profit. A little tiny profit. Just a little. The general rule is, if you want to know how much publicity cost, it's the production budget again. So 35 twice, you know, you got 70, and it made 86. So, uh, you know, Florence Pugh probably got, you know, enough to wear an excellent dress to the wonder. <laughs> <laughs> now... One thing is different about this episode, which is that we saw it together in cinemas in September, only two months ago. Can you actually believe no, that? No, I can't. It feels like last year. <laughs> that was li- that. When we saw that, it was before I started my master's and it was before the film festival. And that was two months ago. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I haven't seen it since and neither of you. So this is going to be based on some very hazy pre-film course, pre-master's memories. Yeah, I'm not watching that <laughs> shit again. Sorry. <laughs> not for anyone. Not for you, not for uh, anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
So, Katie, you stupid, stupid man. I read that in the quotes. I can't remember who says it to who. <laughs> I think it's I think it's when, spoilers, Gemma Chan kills um, Chris Pine. Oh. I imagine she says it like that. You stupid, stupid man. Maybe, yeah. It rings a bell. I think so. <laughs> what do you remember about Don't Worry, Darling? Um, I remember one good scene. <laughs> Ooh, let's have that. Um, do you remember there was a scene right near the beginning when all of the main characters gather at Chris Pine's house, who is the yeah. um main guy. <laughs> the yeah, boss. he's like running. Yeah, he's this running place. the running the show. Um, and they <laughs> have a party, and the Chris Pine and his wife have these weird children. These like really docile children yeah. who are serving, like being waiters at this party. And Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde are standing there, and they comment on how weird the children was and it was a really mm. funny line i was like that was a funny interaction i enjoyed okay, it okay good there good. that was a joke because the explanation <laughs> for the kids i guess is that well we'll come to it in spoilers but i guess they're not yeah they're not really here yeah exactly yeah interesting so yeah this is we're in america in the 1950s well it yeah. it's like a you don't know it's the 1950s, but it looks it like the feels... 1950s. Yeah, it looks 50s-ish. Yeah. And there's an idyllic little community with idyllic little Harry Styles um, <laughs> in in bed with his wife, Florence Pugh. And they wake up and they have a chat about the mysterious work that he does that causes loud rumbling throughout the community. More on that, never. <laughs> yeah, that's literally it. <laughs> that's literally it for the rumbling. He does some work, there's some rumbling. And we're all like, oh, okay, that's going to get come back to. Nope. Yeah. Absolutely not. Oh, I'm I'm calling it right now. Giant Cthulhu-like creature lives beneath the ground, <laughs> <laughs> and that could still be true because we never get an explanation. <laughs> Maybe that was the next level they were designing. Spoilers. Um, he and the other men drive off to work. They're in the middle of the desert, by the way. This little town, so they drive off into the desert, leaving their wives to gossip and uh, do housework, which mm-hmm. they all love, I guess, until it gets spooky, which it does. <laughs> and she even changes <laughs> outfits like three times in that first day. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and who have we got in the housewives? We've got. Florence Pugh, we've got Olivia Wilde um, as a neighbour, and Mrs. Ge- uh, Nick Kroll. Um, I don't think, do we have any others? Because Gemma Chan's not about. She's like next tier f- uh, 50s housewife. Yeah, she's, she's not, Chris like... Pine's wife. Yeah. yeah the... And she's not available for hang. Um, and then they've got like other friends. Well, they've got that one other, one other friend, friend who I can't remember the name of the actress. And then they've got like another next door neighbour who is Margaret, and she is spiralling. Yeah, Kiki Lane. Yeah, she's um, she's not doing too well. <laughs> but Pew Pew makes dinner, which uh, probably does not get eaten because Harry Styles is busy eating something else. Silence, silence from both of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and in a sequence that Olivia Wilde says was a rare chance to portray female pleasure on screen, which is a wild thing to think about when you know what the twist is. A wild thing. Uh... Oh! <laughs> I didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this movie is a wild movie in many different senses. <laughs> so I think then we get the next day and the women go to the mall where they talk about Kiki Lane, who was formerly Dakota Johnson um, in an earlier draft <laughs> before she got busy with... Uh, not being in this movie. Not, not being in being this, in this terrible movie. movie. <laughs> I'm going to be in June 2. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in anything uh, else. Though I feel like Dakota Johnson would have actually played this really well because she is oh. so good playing yeah. crazy people <laughs> like that's yes. her, like number one thing that she's good at <laughs> yes and also there is implication by making the crazy gaslit lady black which maybe 
needed to be explored in like a different thing yeah potentially um but yes dakota johnson i think was busy doing uh what's the one the lost daughter where um ah uh, yes yeah oh yeah, no movie world and such she in that yeah oh yeah she, she is she is a, a great sort of mob yeah, wife yeah, yeah. chick yeah yeah um so yeah she's being ostracized just because you know she took her kid out in the desert and maybe killed him but come on because well, you know about what that really about <laughs> then they go to house party hosted by chris pine with his docile kids and Kiki Lane's acting all weird and intense and getting drugged by men. So it's kind of awkward. But all of that puts Pew in the mood. So, and, um, oh, and at some point before this, they did have sex in a car in the desert. Um, but they go in for some over the clothes, hand and mouth stuff in Pine's bedroom. But Pine's watching! And Pew doesn't mind it, but she don't show it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, sometime after that, it's so weird. This just comes like really episodically. Um, Sometime after that, she's riding a trolley to the shops, which for some reason goes via the edge of the desert. Yeah, I don't know and... why that does. Like, why are they taking this, like, really massive, like, detour towards the edge of the desert when they're not allowed to go at the edge of the desert? Yeah, what well, did she... Uh, uh, did she stay on? Because she she's already did. starting to get, like, yeah, Truman Show on. vibes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, and they just... The, the terminus of the bus route is the desert. And yeah, there's a plane crash. More on that, never. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a plane crash. We were like, oh, mysterious. Is, were we gonna Ooh. see the plane? No, we don't see the plane again. We don't get an explanation. Yeah. No, she rushes out to try and like help the crashy, uh, but just finds this weird lighthouse thing that when she touches it makes her see Busby Berkeley dances, and then she just wakes up later. Yep, must have been a dream. Yeah, that incredibly vivid experience you just. Harry had. Styles, you know, says, "Oh, you must have had a terrible, terrible dream. Let's, <laughs> I'll make dinner." And she's like, you know how to make dinner. You're a man. You're a man. How dare you? Wait, does that mean I have to give you all sex instead of eating it? I don't know how dinner works. Neither of you know how dinner works. <laughs> <laughs> then there's just assorted weird stuff, like little visions and the wall moving in and trapping her against the glass and a bit where she wraps her head in cling film. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Yeah. and like Spooky business. She's in like a ballet class and... Yeah. Some spooky stuff happens. You know, that kind of ima- like you can kind of imagine it as You can kind of imagine the spooky stuff that might happen. You've seen stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen Suspiria, which is five thousand times better than this. <laughs> oh my god, I love Suspiria so much. That's where Dakota Johnson went. Yeah, she went back in time so... to make Suspiria again because she didn't want to be in this movie. Because <laughs> she loved it so much and just wanted to be close to Tilda Swinton. So yeah, eventually Kiki Lane cuts her own throat and jumps off the roof. And some guys in red jumpsuits take her. You remember us? It's like us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they had the outfits left over. So were... I don't know what to tell you. Ted is with her at the hospital right now. He said she needs a few stitches. Mm-mm. She slipped cleaning the window. It was an accident. Nope, I saw her. She cut herself. You had a bad night. Don't. You weren't feeling no. she fell. No. You imagine the worst don't case scenario. That. She slipped her throat. <sighs> Crazy. Jack, I saw it happen. She cut herself open. There was blood everywhere. It's not just a few stitches. Please don't get hysterical. Jack says that what she actually did was she fell whilst cleaning windows. Oh, my husband gaslit me all day. My son has sadly gone away. Pew will be next to see ballet when I'm cleaning windows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I'm going to cut that bit out and make it my ringtone. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> you won't leave it in the episode. <laughs> but just for you, like, I, it just oh every God. time you call, it's just gonna be that. <laughs> I bet. Mean, oh, that—that's just my best friend calling. Yeah, he's a really serious, no. serious film critic. <laughs> oh, that's Paul calling. You can, you can leave. <laughs> just let it ring. 
<laughs> at least it'll incentivize you to answer the phone quickly. <laughs> oh god, it's not but it's not Bally, it's Busby Busby Berkeley dancing, like I said earlier, but you know, yeah. If anyone doesn't appreciate that, they're probably not gonna get the George Formby reference, so quick, do something that Gen Zers will like. Oh, I don't know. Um I don't know either. Make a TikTok. <laughs> yeah, let's make a TikTok. I don't have TikTok. <laughs> Oh no, let's find out. Let's Google how to do TikTok. <laughs> the rest of this episode is us trying to make a TikTok. <laughs> it's an inspirational story. <laughs> um, two the town two do- 33 and 34 year olds make a TikTok. <laughs> Try- <laughs> so it's like Zach and Miri make a porno. It's just Casey and Paul do a TikTok. <laughs> it's a hilarious comedy of errors. So the town doctor comes and visits uh to confirm that kiki lane was mental and you shouldn't worry about it also so are you oh so calm down take these drugs and don't go looking around at my bag but she mixes up those instructions and does the one thing she was told not to do oh i hate it and, when uh, in a movie like it's like mm. oh, i wish he would leave his bag there so she could root through it <laughs> oh he's yeah. accidentally left his bag there and it's like calm <laughs> the fuck on don't worry darling like the doctor isn't just gonna accidentally leave his bag there so stupid unless they work for the nhs in which case they might yeah hashtag (laughs) strike (laughs) (laughs) olivia wilde apparently also confronts her in the bathroom in a scene that i can't remember but red is in the movie oh yeah i remember it like there are like um, okay but this is when they're at the party with the dancing oh that's why i don't remember it that's right (laughs) she blanked out that entire scene (laughs) <laughs> I was somewhat distracted. There's a big dinner going on that um, Frank's going to be in. It's going to be a big promotion for Harry Styles. Yay! And um, yeah, he does an amazing dance, which I... <laughs> well, certainly a memorable dance. And Wilde confronts Pew in the bathroom. Yeah. At some stage, Pine gives Pew like a little nudge. Um, I know something's wrong. I'm a bad guy kind of moment. Yeah. And that leads to her confronting him at an awkward dinner party at their house. Yeah, so Pew kind of puts on this show for Harry Styles that she's feeling better and that she's going to yeah. throw this, like, dinner. Um, yeah. So she throws dinner and everyone turns up apart from Olivia Wilde and her husband because yes. they're on the outs. Because genuine, genuinely because she's busy directing it and wanted to... <laughs> That's what she said. She said she wanted to focus on directing that scene. <laughs> uh, I mean, okay then. Um, and yeah, so there's this awkward dinner party, and Pew confronts him with all these like weird kind of coincidences. Like, for example, yeah. all of the couples met the same way. Violet, where did you meet Bill? We met on a train to Boston. Boston. Yeah. Huge. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You dropped your ticket, and he bent down, picked it up, gave it to you, right? It is, yeah. That's how Margaret met Ted. And Peg, am I right in thinking that that's how Debbie McIntyre met her husband? Yes, I am. That's how they met. <laughs> yes, it's true. Well, I'm, I'm jealous, honestly. It's such wow. a sweet story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not funny, though. It's coincidence. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. There are only so many different stories that were told. We're told what we remember. Until we try to remember things that they want us to forget. Like, oh, it's a funny story. I dropped my train ticket and he picked it up for me. A train from New York to Chicago. <laughs> that's and that's so like noticeable. the same story. Like every couple had the same meet meet cute. <laughs> and it's like if you're gonna have a meet cute, can you not like you know, like fig mix it up like have one yeah, where like, like somebody i don't know needs a tissue or something it's not difficult i just made up a meat cute there you go i've got the sniffle someone hands me a tissue 
Ah, that's hilarious that when you know the truth of what's happening here, that the devs were so fucking lazy they couldn't write more than one meet <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> we were up against it. There was something wrong with... um. There was a weird plane that kept crashing in the desert. We were trying to patch that out, and we just didn't have time to write backstories of everyone's <laughs> relationship. <laughs> oh, that's fucking Python fee. <laughs> I don't know why this is written in Python. Why is this written in Python? I don't know. That's so old. It's so old. I, I was going to go <laughs> sequel, so... but sequel's pissing me off at the moment. No, fuck sequel. But I just love the idea. Yeah, looking at Chris Pine, he would write this in Python. <laughs> <laughs> Still the best, most accessible one. That's some coding jokes for you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> anyway, yes, yeah, so there's this big dinner. Yeah, so Chris Pine, he manages to gaslight her. Delusions, memory problems, hysteria. We saw these issues with Margaret and know that it's uh, completely curable. Dr. Collins prescribed you a suite of medications which you were clearly not taking. The question is why? He's lying to us. He's lying to all of us. Alice Bunny, your best friend, is worried about you. She thinks that you need help. Is that why she's not here tonight? Because you didn't want to be reminded of you. He's using all of us. Do you even know what the Vinci Project actually is? Have you ever asked? Do you? Is that why you went out there? Uh, Styles looks like he's going to try and get her out, but actually she ends up just asylumed by the red, red coat asylumed. people. Asylumed. Uh, she gets some electroshock therapy and sees another life in which she's a nurse who loves her. Doctor, doctor, how dare you? Excuse me. Oh, oh my God. My I feel God. like that's not the first time I've done you that. You suck. The doctor was the she... mother and I didn't get it because I'm a bad man. Yes, there is that a riddle. Um, but yeah, Prince Poot is a doctor. I think she's even like a surgeon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think she is. I, 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 I I've been watching House, I and now I'm... I hate you. <laughs> I'm literally Chris Pine of all of this. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! It is. Hi, how Chris? How are you, Chris? Oh my god! Hey, I'm fine, but Harry Styles keeps spitting on me. Like it's still happening. <laughs> Every morning I wake up and he's there. <laughs> Every time I try to keep him out, and he's doing his sad face from the movie <laughs> um, <laughs> and the dance at the same time. So, yeah, she's a surgeon. Excuse me. And she is somehow married to an incel type, sort of basement YouTube watching Harry Styles. Harry Styles. He's is, basically, I yeah. think he lost his job, right? You know, and he yeah. he can't get another one. So he like spirals and just listens to Joe Rogan, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not That's actually Joe it, yeah. Rogan, but like, you know, this kind of like Chris Pine's Joe Rogan. manly yeah. podcasts where, you know, the presenter yeah. only eats pure meat that he you know, forged himself. himself. Yeah. <laughs> forage, that's not the right yeah. word. Hunted. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian, I don't know what you do. So, yeah, we go to the woods and we find meat. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to believe that's how it works because oh awkward. <laughs> awkward. Yes, she goes so she goes back into the simulation and goes home, seemingly fixed, but then unfortunately, Styles just can't help whistling one of his own songs and the sheer power of the music of One Direction makes her remember <laughs> the whole truth. That she's in the Matrix, but dumber. <laughs> yes, her incel boyfriend who has no money somehow signed up for the uh, Pindon Patterson uh, slash Rogan uh, treatment because he's selling terrible men the means of trapping their girlfriends in an artificial dream world where they'll be completely distracted from realizing the truth by the lives that they weren't willing to accept in the real world. Yeah. Um, and, did, and didn't really accept in history either. So it's a brilliant, flawless plan. Yeah, so basically, yeah, he kind of... <laughs> Kid, not kidnaps her because they're in their own house, but like gives her this, wires her yeah. into like a while she's asleep. Yeah, they're in like a tent in the bed, 
Yeah. And he has to get up each day to, I don't know, go work in his Amazon workshop uh, warehouse or whatever in order to pay off the debt. He's got to be doing something good in order to pay off the cost of running this artificial simulation and keeping a human being illegally bound to their bed. Yeah, my impression was that maybe, this is just like what I thought, is that he's actually working for the company, like they all are. So they're keeping it running. Okay, they're running their own simulation. That's why it sucks. Yeah. That's why the weird shit keeps I don't know if that's real or not, but that's just like, it would make sense. In fact, it would make more sense if they just said that that happened. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're all programming their own dream world yeah exactly that would be really good just one who really likes she, planes you could do that because like she she could mention in confidence to him like oh there was this weird thing at the bus stop and then the next day she goes to the bus stop and it's not there like he's patched it out while she was asleep yeah she's like oh, i've got to yeah. get that patch in shit didn't actually notice that <laughs> gotta stop being so lazy with my coding <laughs> <laughs> gotta stop taking so many coffee breaks <laughs> Styles does his second big acting moment of the movie and he yells doing his sad cat face. You don't get to take that from me! I gave this to you! I gave you all of this, Alice! We are lucky to be here! I gave you everything! <laughs> Very good. Good face. <laughs> he tries to confront her, but then tries to kill her instead, and then is actually killed by her. Oh no, is it too late to pivot back to comforting you? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that had better chances now. Oh, and also, if you die in the Matrix, you die in real life. Why was it designed that way? Yeah, I don't actually understand that. Like, how does that even work? <laughs> I mean, obviously, in the Matrix, I don't. it's not like it works. But in this, it seems even dumber. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't seem that dumb in the Matrix. And the Matrix is like, oh, okay, I believe that. But in this, yeah. it's like, this is a simulation. Yeah, this it is makes like no sense. You're basically <laughs> you in VR. Like, high-level <laughs> VR. Yeah. It's not like if I die exactly. doing... What doing VR like with a like, Oculus headset on? I die in real oh life. My God. That would be Imagine. make it really high stakes. <laughs> <laughs> that would not sell many units. I feel like, or like it would sell loads of units. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> we are such a jaded society. So is this one because Pine finds out that Pew is messing up again. Why not just kick them both out at this stage? Yeah, just Why? unplug them. Yeah, just be like, okay, we're gonna run you in your own simulation where it's just the two of you, and you can try and make that work. So, but he orders everyone to do a chase scene, but then gets killed by Gemma Chan, who's been here the whole time. We haven't mentioned her much, but she's uh, his uh, wife, and she's like, yeah, I think she's she's part of it, right? And she knew all yeah. along, and like, she says something like, she was like "Now it's my time." Yeah, so implying that she's going to be the boss now. Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's going to be the boss of this land now, I guess. And I don't know what that's going to mean, but it's potentially a more interesting story than what we're getting. Nevertheless. Don't worry, um, darling, too. Yeah. Coming to cinemas. <laughs> Gemma Chan time. Oh, God. Olivia Wilde catches up with Florence Pugh just in order to slow her down and running away to tell her some important things about the Matrix. <laughs> um, she knew the whole time. Yep. And she didn't leave because she wants to be with her children who are dead in real life. Yep. You know, the ones that she ignored all the way through the movie. Yeah, so, like, the children, any children that are in the simulation are fake children. Yeah. I-, I don't know about, um, I had doubts about chris pine's children and whether or not they were actually mm. real because like his whole family's in, on in it but yeah they, so they could could, to, could maybe be real but all the other children are fake so like the one yeah. who got killed like the the kids with the airplane who got killed could yes. is also fake i assume yes and was apparently taken away to punish Gemma chan i uh, don't Gemma chan uh kiki lane yeah yeah so if you die in this world, you die in real life. But if you have kids in this world, you don't have kids in real life. 
<laughs> anyway, get to the get to the glass house. If you get there, you'll be able to leave, and there's nothing that the admins running this simulation can do about it. <laughs> they can't just turn off the lighthouse or like take that asset away. No, because there's they're no all like in here. the simulation right now. They only work during the day, office hours. Oh shit! <laughs> Everyone who works on this is in here. We run this so badly. <laughs> Damn it, Nick Kroll. We don't have like a. You know how like. This is a bit of a weird comparison, but you know how Facebook has like an office in Dublin for Europe, mm. but it also runs oh, yeah. like all of Europe. So even the places oh, that wow. are like really far away from it in Europe. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's like one guy who speaks um, like Burmese <laughs> in that whole thing. So like right. when you post something in like Myanmar, it doesn't get right. picked up for like eight hours. <laughs> until this guy this one guy wakes up this guy wakes up that's amazing <laughs> so it could like have started a riot already so that so the guy who could turn off the lighthouse is just his nick roll and he's in here so yeah he works in dublin Whoops. and he only works office hours <laughs> ah but yes just uh just don't worry about it don't worry darling oh is that why it's called that it was you selling that to me like halfway yeah. through the movie <laughs> don't worry darling <laughs> don't worry darling it's just it's crazy this is crazy <laughs> try and relax so there's a chase in the desert, which is quite silly, and then she gets to the lighthouse. And there's a vision of Harry Styles that urges her to stay, and ooh, this could go either way. But in a dramatic twist, she decides not to remain in the weird sex prison. <laughs> <laughs> so glad she did that. <laughs> and that's that's don't worry, darling. Yeah, she is So she time. like puts her hand up against the glass thing and then yeah. it cuts to black, but then you hear her gasp, which it indicates that she has woken up in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what I would go, love oh, because that room is going to smell bad. It's going to smell so bad. Unless like Harry Styles washes her every day, I don't know. Oh my god, is that part of where he goes each day? <laughs> to like, give her a sponge bath. Um, you think the last thing he'd want to do when he comes back is just like, be around Florence Pugh and he spend a whole day like, cleaning up her comatose body? This is such a grim It's just ridiculous. <laughs> I would love like, have, to have, have had like a post-credit sequence <laughs> where she like goes to the authorities and explains why Harry Styles is dead. Because obviously she's yeah. now lying next to his dead body because you die in the mm. Matrix time in real life. And <clears throat> and I would love it to be like, yeah, so he actually tricked me into going to the simulation run by this podcast. And um, yeah. yeah, I got out of it by like smashing his head. But he actually dies. If you die in there, you die in real life. Weird. I don't know what it's <laughs> called. Um, and I don't know how you can find them. But like, can you like remove his body from me? <laughs> Thanks. I need to go back to being a doctor. <laughs> I need to go back to being the best surgeon of this. <laughs> and then they don't believe her and they guess like her. Oh no, it was society that was the problem. The whole <laughs> And you should have been worried about that. Do worry, darling. <laughs> Do worry, darling, about society. Well, that was crazy. But you know what else is crazy? That we're sponsored now. Let's have a word about our sponsors. Featuring <laughs> Paul Goodman. Ah, episode 300 is well within our sights. Ring, 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 ring. Oh my god, the sponsorship phone that we installed in episode one. What? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Hello? What are they saying? We're sponsored by Manscaped. What? I know. Fantastic. Isn't that amazing? God, I've been rejecting all forms of hairy balls since I was about 18. It's really been a way of life for as long as I can remember. Yeah. I have a very poor attention span and memory. <laughs> it's been a, 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 an incredible journey from tweezering them out one by one. That was a. If you if you go with the grain, it's not as painful as it looks. This is probably not a the fool's sort of errand, sir. Image that they want to be associated with. Nevertheless, <laughs> it's what I did, and it was great. Sometimes the follicle come out too. This is horrible. So, 
Well, I was a, I was a beard trimmers or hair clippers, depending on how poor I was and what I had access to. <laughs> oh. And it was a bad idea. Yeah. I liked to be smooth and hairless down there, Paul, but I, I didn't appreciate yeah. bleeding all over the bathroom. It's a gentleman's luxury having clean shaven balls that are also not bleeding all over the bathroom. If only there was something we could do about it. <laughs> well, if it stops you screaming, Paul, fortunately, Manscaped are here. Oh, uh, to provide, oh yeah. To provide the, to provide the non-bathroom entirely covered in blood solution. <laughs> TM, which is to say they're the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Mm. All their products are precision-engineered tools for the family jewels. Oh, Mine, yeah. yours, and all the fools. Well, if you want to know why over 7 million men around the world are laughing their faces off with smooth balls. I do. Well, good, because Manscaped have this exclusive offer for you. You too can get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code OGTPOD at manscaped.com. i tell you what you're going to get. You're going to get the Performance Package 4.0, because that is what has been sent out to us by the lovely people at Manscaped. Women can use it too! That's what they say. You know? It's not like Yorkie, where they will actually come and take the chocolate bar out of your hands if you try and buy it and you're not a bloke. Any gender can use it, in fact. It's an entirely flexible product. And if you get the Performance Package 4.0, what you're going to get is the Lawn Mower 4.0. It's waterproof Mm. and has a 4000K LED spotlight so that you can get right in there. I used it in the bathroom mirror. It was like sniping the hair off my balls with an electric trimmer. With an electric trimmer. Speaking of, tell you what, speaking of trimmers, mate, the Weed Whacker Ear Mm -hmm. and Nose Hair Trimmer has a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Well, that's not going to be waterproof as well. Well, no, surely not. Oh, it fucking well is, mate. What? It actually is. Do it in the bath. Do it in the bath. Do it in the bath. Do it in the shower. Do it in the British summer. Yeah, I whacked that right up my nose. And (laughs) I tell you what, Paul. That was that was buzzing for quite a while. There was a lot of that. Oh, it's been a while since your last clean out. You also get the crop preserver, ball deodorant. This is all, all of it's in the performance package 4.0. The crop reviver toner, the performance box of briefs, and a travel bag to put it all in and go around town shaving yourself all over all over city. Swing it around over your head if you want. Oh. Just don't hit anyone. Oh no, this is sounding really good now, but I've forgotten how to get involved. Well, Paul, it's a good thing I'm wearing my performance box of briefs today because I am anti-chafe and all business yeah so once again if you want to be laughing your head off like all those smooth smooth ball gentlemen around the world go over to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code OGTPOD manscaped to a better bally tomorrow so why doesn't this work what's going on here? <laughs> I think we just explained that for the last half an hour I feel like we've just covered that it, it doesn't work because A um, the hmm. acting is bad <laughs> Oh, it's, it, you know, I like Pew, oh, which yeah. is a service of a bad script. Of course. Good, but, but yes, everyone else, even the people who are talented performers, is putting in a real sleepwalky performance, including Wilde herself. Yeah. Who is being directed by who her. Who is a good that, actress you know, in some they stuff. Are literally, they are literally sleepwalking, but there's just something about it, the performances and her in particular that felt very contrived. It was meant to be the sort of cool mom style character that just, ugh, just didn't feel very natural and then when you know that they're all living inside of a sexist sort of prison thing it's just a really bizarre choice to make yeah the as like the only thing that could have convinced me to see this movie was that Florence Pugh was in it like if it had been any other actress you probably would not have got me to see this movie and that and the (laughs) fact that they had her was their saving grace because she was actually good but she Yeah. yeah like you said she's she's there's a script which makes no sense. Oh, the script is terrible. I think it's the weakest link here. It's just... It makes no sense. The twist is baffling. It's in no way suggested beforehand. It's total serenity starring Matthew McConaughey in that respect. I knew you were going to bring just... that up. 
You love yeah. bringing that up. Did you do I an episode on that? You did, didn't you? Did. Yeah. yeah. See that episode because it's the wildest shit that that whole thing, and it's exactly the same here. There's nothing to suggest this is a video game or some sort of VR reality. Yeah. Like there are coders you could put in or little suggestions as to it, but like she has I mean, these flashes. She has these like um yeah flashes of weird things happening to her. And I yes, said which... to you when we came out, if they had taken all that away and made those flashes flashbacks to her actual life, yes. it would have made so much yes. more why sense. Why the bugs be dancing da- uh, stuff? Why, why like, dancing? The, the why walls more moving towards her? Why not flashes of a hospital where she's working? Like yeah. surgery, like flashes to the modern world? Because then you can kind of have it be, oh, like, oh, okay there is something going on for the whole thing as opposed to like yeah it's sci-fi fantasy because oh, and little hints like have her know a weirdly large amount about surgery and the human body yeah have someone like sprain their ankle why. and her be like oh i know how to like deal with this yeah and then she doesn't know why she knows that like because one thing that i did think is because we get the reveal that she was a nurse in the real world before uh, oh my god you suck she's a doctor oh no i <laughs> god <laughs> What is wrong with me, actually? You are the sexiest, sex, sexiest, I, I, no, I <laughs> most sexiest, sexiest, sexiest sexist around. The sexiest oh sexist God. on this podcast. Talk about coming up against your own unconscious biases, Jesus. <laughs> we're gonna have a talk after well, this is over. We're gonna have to have a long there's, talk about. There's gonna this, be diagrams. I don't know what they're gonna, gonna be, be of, but they're just gonna be there. <laughs> That's fine. I'm ready for that. <laughs> we're gonna make a PowerPoint <laughs> about why you suck. about why you it's, suck so much. It's quite short, but it actually lasts a long time. Because <laughs> <laughs> of the evidence slides. <laughs> when she's getting flashbacks for being a surgeon, like we, uh, I remember thinking, oh, okay, so it's the village. Yeah. Like they've mm-hmm. set up a 50s community in the middle of the desert and you're not allowed yep. to leave because if you do, you'll see that, you know, society exists right outside. Which kind of make more then, sense. By the way, spoiler for definitely. M. Night Shadowhands The Village. Oh, yes, <laughs> you haven't seen it. And also Serenity. We're doing a lot of spoilers at the moment. But yeah, like that would have made sense. And it's, it's it's just wild that it's a video game. I remember it's not just a video game though. Stage... Nobody's controlling it. A video game implies that somebody's no, controlling true. it. It's a simulation. So they're still yes. making their own choices within the kind of VR. It's as if you were in like a high level yeah. VR, basically. Yeah. And you can see what they're going for. They're going for the sort of very... The literalization of the metaphor here, which was that the 50s idyllic American society was a construct intended to keep women, tra- women trapped. That's fair enough. So that men would grow up to be just awful and sexist and call all of them nurses, no matter what. <laughs> so... <laughs> that's fine that makes sense you're like literalizing the metaphor there great but the 1950s being deceptively idyllic and that women didn't have a good time in it it's not exactly a whole new take no and there's a little bit of drawing it into modern sexism and the yeah like you say the, the horrible joe rogan sort of podcasting kind of thing but that is contained to this one small section and it's not necessary i don't know if it necessarily tracks like is frank within the simulation because chris pine oh my god his performance in this and like oh chris pine is an attractive man yeah. and in this i felt disgusted by him <laughs> but like not even in the way you're meant to be doing like was he necessarily the sort of you know like if you picked up jordan peterson and plopped him in the 50s this is what he would have been like kind of guy or was he just this kind of magnanimous leader who didn't say much yeah i think so i think he was supposed to be kind of like how his wife was like the brains behind the operation and he is just this kind of figurehead and he doesn't know what he's talking about like every time he gives a speech it seems like those men who 
give speeches and they have no idea like what they're on about you know they use <laughs> metaphors yeah. and stuff and you're just there like mm, yeah cool like you're getting paid for seven times yeah. more than i am let's just wrap this up <laughs> yeah well do you, you know we have recently seen a better example of a um what's his name jordan jordan patterson jordan peterson you got it right peters oh i good, good okay we had a more recent example of a guy modeling a performance after him you remember? Oh, Knives Out 2! <gasps> yes, Knives yes. Out 2, Dave Bautista! Dave Bautista that... is basically either Jordan Peterson or Joe Rogan. I mean, he looks even more like yeah. Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan is, like, beefy. <laughs> um, yeah. but... but it's so perfect is, because, yeah. like, all the way through that, everybody on Twitter is just saying Knives Out 2 could not have been released at a better time than right now. Like, just, it's so perfect in terms of what it has to say about masculinity. Yeah. And, yeah, but it's great because that character is like, he's introduced, he's this big guy, and then just immediately he is undermined behind the scenes by his mum, by his uh, girlfriend, you know, and by his boss, just all of it. And it's just, but as a character, he makes sense. Like, you get him and what he's all about. Whereas with this enigmatic Frank character, and then Pew is great, but she's basically just doing horror movie heroine stuff yeah. of just, what's going on? Why is nobody believing me? Gaslight, Running around gaslight, getting gaslight, gaslight, yeah. Oh, I'm getting really sick of gaslight narratives. Like, I know this is a big sticking point because our society gaslights women in particular all the time. But I've always been really wearied by horror movies where the main character has to convince everyone else that something's going on. Like, I'm always way more excited by movies where they're just like, okay, let's let's do it. Like, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Gillian in Oculus. Um, Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan. You can see why I got Gillian. <laughs> Karen Gillan and Oculus where she's just like no this thing's haunted and we're gonna prove it now yeah and then it's like I love that I love a movie where and, and even in like nope how quickly the two of them are just like yeah there's ghosts there's aliens yeah. let's absolutely let's sort it out yeah and, and this is this is a bad example not a bad example this is a really weird out there example but in Baywatch mm. have you ever seen Ooh. episodes of Baywatch <laughs> I'm, I'm aware yeah of so Baywatch. Baywatch has like this weird supernatural element so I don't know if anyone's yes, yeah I've heard how this. there's like ghosts and stuff and all of them are just fine with it <laughs> they're like this yeah. one chick sees a ghost she's like yeah this ghost turned up in my hotel room and all the other lifeguards are like so what does the ghost want <laughs> it's not like you're a crazy person <laughs> like that's amazing it's like yeah let's just figure this ghost shit out like I love that, that- that reminds me of a Cheetah Pong Verisa for Cool's Uncle Boon Me Who Can Recall His Past Lives, which where like Western critics said people aren't going to get on okay with this movie because a go- like a spirit of a dead ancestor shows up and everybody's just like, oh hey, <laughs> I and, love that. Like, <laughs> I love yeah, it's great. It's great to see that kind of play out because I mean, how quick early on this morning, Mum came into uh, the thing and said, you know, I just found the kitchen door open and the radio was on to like this weird detuned channel, and immediately I was just like. Oh, so it's a ghost. <laughs> As opposed <laughs> to an intruder. In my life. Yeah. <laughs> intruder who's trying to get his radio station. <laughs> but immediately I had to be like, okay, what do we do? <laughs> yeah, because I feel like in real life, if something weird happened to you, you would stretch your suspension of disbelief quite quickly. Mm. So the, I do my other podcast with my friend Dan, mm. who fully believes mm. in ghosts. And I do oh, not. Wow. And that Shit. sometimes we talk about ghosts in terms of like history, yeah. there's sometimes there's ghost stuff. And yeah. He has a, like particular stories where I have no explanation for what he went through, but I don't yeah. gaslight him. I don't be like, "Oh, you're a crazy yeah. person. Don't think about that." Yeah. I'm like, "You believe what you believe is fine. I'm not gonna like try and rationalize yeah, sure. it." Um, but in this, yeah. it would have been really good if there had been another character that Florence Pugh mm. turned to, and they were like, "Okay, 
let's talk about this as opposed to every yeah, maybe... single person including her friends who aren't in this who are also stuck in the simulation some of them yeah so obviously have it be kiki lane have kiki lane be less just out there crazy and have her just have enough you know consciousness and like awareness in order to actually participate with you and then that would be interesting that would be one of those stories of just like the friend is already seeing the ghosts mm. and then our main character has to come on board and sort of be like okay i see them too what do we do yeah and then and, and then, then you could have it. like yeah. later on down the line you could have kiki lane going crazy and throwing herself off the roof and then yeah. that's what flips florence for switch into yeah, yeah. like this right i'm gonna confront chris pine i think i have this i think i've told you this like after we saw smile I think I, told, I reminded you that like my policy is if someone comes up to me and it's like, hey, I'm in a horror movie, I need you to believe me. I might not believe you, but I will do whatever it takes to like, if we need to go like to a library and investigate where the ghost is from and then you confront the family or whatever, you know, the horror movie stuff, I'll be there for that. I'm going to create this, <laughs> this scenario. Like sometime next year, you're not going to know where it is, but I'm going to come oh, up shit. to you and be like, I'm in a horror movie. We need to go to the BL. <laughs> And investigate yeah. this ghost and see how you actually react. <laughs> I'm genuinely gonna be honest. <laughs> I love the BL. I'm <laughs> I'm always willing to go on a field trip, and like, yeah, I'll go to the. I'll, you know what? We'll do it. But then I'll I'll do that speech at one point where I'm just like, okay, Katie, this has gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> at the point when we're like troubling people, relatives of the dead ghost, <laughs> the dead ghost. Before, hopefully, before we do that. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, no, I'll I'll let it get that far. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll be like, no, this has got too far, and I'll be like, ah, you figured me out, you cat. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll leave, and you'll do like the exorcism scene on your own. But then I'll come in at the end and be like, still got you, buddy. And I'll be like, okay, <laughs> this is it. This is enough. The whole <laughs> you've interrupted this dinner party is not an exorcism. <laughs> oh? <laughs> Why wasn't I invited? <laughs> Because you stormed off, you wouldn't follow my crazy ghost trip. Oh god. Anyway, so, yeah, I so think, that went on. I think, and all of that explains why <laughs> we don't like don't worry. I don't think like. our conversation about that was more interesting than the whole movie. Oh um, god, I think, I think so. it was just very. There dull. are only a couple of things that could have saved this movie. Number one would have been <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but I love Shia LaBeouf, and he could have saved oh this movie. <laughs> I truly believe it in my bones. Shia LaBeouf <laughs> as. Because she was originally Olivia Wilde was going to cast herself as 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 the Florence Pugh role, which would have been interesting. Shia LaBeouf and Olivia Wilde as the leads in this movie would have been a very different direction. A one. I'm direction. thinking. Oh God, thinking Shia LaBeouf oh and Florence Pugh, not Olivia Wilde. Okay. Okay. Then number two, the script was was terrible, and we, it, yes. the flashes that she had should have been modern wild flashes. So we knew from yeah. not from right at the beginning, but we knew I don't know 15, 20 minutes of the way through. That it was the modern world. And yeah. it wasn't like the village where you don't know all the way up until the end. Which is a great twist. And I love that twist. Yeah. And I will stand by M. Night Shalaham. But <laughs> we don't need to do it twice. Like if they'd done it as just yeah. like... It's been done. It wasn't done in the village. Number number three. Yeah. Number yeah. three of what yes. could have made this better is... Yeah. Obviously with the Shida buff, we're cutting out Harry Styles. But in general, no Harry Styles. <laughs> Yeah. In any of this, that that dance yeah. scene would have been done a lot better by Shia LaBeouf. I know, I stand oh by God. that. <laughs> and number four, like we all talked about this, but the Chris Pine character, it wasn't fleshed out at all. It was like the weakest yeah. character. And if you just fleshed it out to make it like pure Joe Rogan, Jordan Peterson, like yeah. style bullshit. Every time he talks, you just want to hear bullshit. 
Sorry, <laughs> I can say that differently if you don't want me to say shit on this podcast. No, I like, I'm, I'm fine with you saying that. And I just, yeah, like, I've just been talking <laughs> shit this whole time. But if you just made him, like, so dislikable that you're, like, yeah. really rooting for Pew, it would have been a lot yeah. better. Because I am rooting for Pew, of course, in everything. Even when she's a yeah. bit... But... <laughs> <laughs> Especially. But um, it would have been even better if you'd had a clear villain. Like... Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And just... I don't know. I'm just... I'm so tired of the gaslighting thing. And it's hard to see how to fix this because it's been so done is the 1950s claustrophobic kind of horror thing. And... You know, one example I can think of is there's a mission in Fallout 3 where you enter into a simulation and there is a recreation of an idyllic 1950s America in there where all of the people inside of the vault are trapped and you make the decision as to whether to let them stay there trapped forever or kill them all. But before you do, this little kid um, tricks you into trying to ruin people's routines and lives in weird little disruptive ways that sort of expose the simulation. And it's it's interesting, little things like that, just more of this world and what it means that it is a simulation would be interesting, mm. but I don't know. It, because if you compare it to Get Out, because this was meant to be the sort of, you know, Get Out, you know, it was going to do for sort of female oppression what Get Out did for, you know, black oppression in modern America. But there was something so unique and new about Get Out. The idea that black appropriation, the appropriation of black culture and identity extends right down to white people hijacking their bodies yeah that was such a fresh and new take and the film itself was so unique and interesting and creepy that and, and the scare sequences were so different and it started it in this very normal in. way in the way that don't worry darling yeah. starts it started in this way where like you know a uh, woman is going to take her new boyfriend to meet her parents for the first time and you have Bradley Whitford he's there and he says he'd vote for yeah. Obama a third time if they'd let him <laughs> and you know all yep. that little things about Jesse Owen <laughs> all that stuff yeah exactly um, yeah. and then you're like okay what is going to happen clearly something is is about to happen Yeah. But, and this, and this and, could like, have done the same bits. thing but as soon as weird stuff started happening it wasn't good weird stuff we like weird no, stuff no it's conventional it bad weird yeah. stuff and there's an example of a gaslighting movie recent gaslighting movie mm. Which worked. Oh, yeah. And that is oh. The Invisible Man. Oh, yeah. And that yeah. is a great movie. And it is gaslighting. Yes. They do use it, but yeah. they use, like, there's always one person who believes them and, mm. you know, helps them. So it doesn't get too get tiresome through. for the exactly. audience. And also, they keep finding new ways of the guy escaping um, detection. You know, like now he's framing her for murder and doing these things. Whereas in this, as soon as Florence Pugh gets too close to the truth, just men in red coats appear and, you know, drag her away and hypnotize her and reset her back to normal. Yeah. So it gets very repetitive as well. Um, what it would have been great is a one-on-one scene between Florence Pugh and um, Frank, um, the Chris oh, Pine yeah. character. If they'd had this, like, sit-down thing where he does that, you know, that thing where people, like, basically explain what's happening. Yeah. He could have done that. He could have been like a, yeah. I'm going to sit you down. What do you want to do? Like, I'm going to yeah. tell you what's happening. Because she's got too close to the truth at this point. Do you yeah. want to stay in the simulation? Do you want to go home? <laughs> I could turn the tables if you like, and you can get it over on Harry Styles and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And be like, yeah. now you know. You can be my go-to woman. You yeah. Know? You can control the rest of this neighborhood. And if there was more intrigue, like more involvement with her with the other characters, you might see that there are things within this community that she wants. And that would make the decision to leave more complicated. Oh my god, decision because... to leave. Great movie. Oh. <laughs> that was a dramatic decision um this decision to leave was not complicated <laughs> this was i'm going by 
You sure you don't want to stay here with Nick? And Rob? then it could have cut into okay. like this. Um, it could have cut, and you could have had a very short scene, or just black, mm. where she's back being a surgeon. So it would be like yeah, she yeah. made that decision, and then it's just her mm. walking down the hallway in a hospital, and she just smiles, cut, yeah. and then it would have been yeah. so much better than that stupid chase scene at the end, which was just <laughs> it's just a car chase scene. Like, yeah, if I want a car chase way I know of her just breaking and having three cars. What was the car's plan? They were all driving towards her as fast as they could. Were they planning to crash into her? Like, yeah, maybe they just want to like kill her. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Yeah, because like you could have complicated it because this could be an idea. Because okay, a new take on this. What were the incentives for women to try and stay in this horrible system? Because you see it all the time. Republican women coming out advocating for a return yeah. to traditional it's, it's values. It's called trad wives, like it's, which is short mm. for like traditional wives. And there's like a big right. community of trad wives on the internet where they're like, you know, we're going to be traditional. We're going to be like we're in the 50s, you know. And I think obviously Ugh. one incentive of that is not having to work. No offense. Well, actually oh, yeah, kind of offense. Um, Works up. But, you know, some people generally... <laughs> can I be a trad wife? Yeah, you can be my trad wife. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Yeah, but you have to clean my room. <laughs> I feel like I... I could do that. Oh wait, I just remembered what you were like. <laughs> <I'm stuck. laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I like how you know you kind of if you want to be a mother, which is perfectly within your right to be. Um, then obviously oh, yeah. it's great you get to spend a lot more time with your children. I have friends who are mothers who yeah. have who work and they would love to spend more time with their children. Um, yeah, they would also absolutely. love to spend less time with their children sometimes. <laughs> um, but like, it's the choice. Yeah, it's but a choice, the... and and some people yeah. are allowed to make that choice. And it would have been great if it maybe they flipped the whole thing, right? And we've got mm. Joe Rogan. How about we have trad wives? How about all like a whole load of these wives are like these people that want to live in this traditional society? What Olivia Wilde does, right? She's yeah, but kind we of could have had more. That's why she's gaslighting them. But yeah, we could do more with her because ultimately, if Lonsby leaves, that could be. The decision that means, and she could know that if she leaves, it's going to make it harder for Olivia Wilde to keep hold of her like fake kids. In that sense, that you know, I don't know. Like, oh, the metaphor is getting clumsy because ultimately, women seeking careers and being their own people does not affect somebody, or should not affect somebody's decision to, you know, be a mother if they want to be. It's, yeah, it's cloudy, but it's interesting and it could be explored. And there's different places to take this, and more modern ways of taking this than just. The very familiar Stepford Wives being a wife in the 50s sucked and it was a prison for everyone. Like, we know. We absolutely know. There's just other ways you could take this that might be more interesting. And ultimately, at the heart of this, I think, is just a kind of lack of insight and then a lack of originality as well. That means no matter how flashy your visuals are, it's just, it's not going to be get out because it's not new or exciting. No. Well, look, let's quickfire some things that we actually liked about the movie. Okay. Well, I will say some of the vision sequences were very attractive. I mean, the dancing girls like lit up by these bright lights on a flat background. Again, it's very much like the sun can play some get out, but it's still, yeah, they look good. It's just a weird decision. Okay. Um, I liked the costumes. I thought oh, yeah. the 50s costumes were really cool. Yeah. I liked all the front Pugh's dresses. I want to know where they got them. Um, <laughs> I liked the way that she did change. You know how that she kind of put on the like like the, the um uh, cleaning clothes when she was cleaning mm. and then as she yeah. got crazier she stopped dressing as nicely 
Yeah. So it was that kind of yes. de- deterioration into madness that was reflected in her costume, which I appreciate. Good stuff. Good costume. Storytelling. Good costume. Good stuff. <laughs> um, I like the sets. I think the houses look really good in that sort of very kind of modernist 50s design kind of way. And in particular, Frank's house, which I believe is a real house that is rarely filmed and never filmed within. And they got exclusive rights to do this. So it was a very attractive place. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this counts as like something I liked, but something that I thought was particularly dumb, which made me laugh. <laughs> so I guess it made me laugh. So that's yeah, like, that's a okay. good thing. So when um, you get this kind of I don't know if we mentioned this, this is a sequence of Harry Styles putting him and Florence Pugh into hmm. the simulation, and he yeah. has to fit in a whole load of questions. And at one point, he has to decide what nationality he's gonna be yes and so this explains why he's british because clearly harry Styles' american accent is is awful honestly he does it it for that one scene and so he says it says which nationality do you want to be and he says british and i'm like yeah oh i love that you put in that one line so you could explain away you didn't need to it doesn't matter people marry people that have different nationalities all the time you really did not need to explain the fact he was british but i (laughs) like the fact they were like oh no let's let's put this one line in just to explain the fact that we have harry styles instead of shia labeouf his accent was so weird throughout like at one stage he was just like I thought near the beginning that he was trying to do an American accent, but then at some stage some, the doctor's like, what is it you Brits say? And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think that like what he was trying to do, maybe, is trying to be clever and be like, ah. oh, my original accent's coming through. <laughs> but I don't think that's the case. I think he was just acting Whoops. really badly. <laughs> what if Margaret was right? Stop it, Alice. What, what if this place is dangerous? What if- Stop what- it! I'm part of something important, Alice. This mission, what Frank's doing, it matters. I know that, baby, but you're not listening to me. No, not everyone gets this opportunity. And if you keep talking like this, you're going to put it all at risk. Are you worried about a demotion? That's what you're worried about? Our life. Alice, our life together. This. We could lose this. (laughs) Well, look, I'll have his next thing. I enjoyed his dance. It was a mad sequence. Oh my it was God, really it was weird. So weird. It was so weird, but I enjoyed the dance. Don't watch the movie, just YouTube Harry Styles Don't Worry Darling Dance. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, I was a bit uncomfortable for most of it. <laughs> was it too sexually provocative? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 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 Um, I liked I... the first like 10 minutes of this movie. Yeah, maybe ten, good maybe fifteen. Good setup. Um, yeah, cool fifties houses, cool fifties costumes. Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh had quite a nice friendship actually at the beginning. You know, this kind of banter. Um, she had this Damn. kind of like interesting relationship with her kids, where they were like they yeah. they liked her and they hugged her, and it was all like oh. Um, yeah. I don't think <laughs> Pugh and Styles well, I like, had the most chemistry ever, but I didn't think they had zero yeah. chemistry. No, I think it could have been better if it was say I don't know, shy above. <laughs> <laughs> i'm Maybe, not letting this go for example <laughs> um but yeah i mean i think that you know the, the setup was good yeah so just watch that and then the end <laughs> yeah <laughs> the dumb ending watch that in the dance and that's all you need <laughs> um yeah speaking of the scene in which he did uh perform all sex on her at the dinner table i mean it was quite provocative like the camera's moving we're like seeing the the food's like going all over the place and she's like stretching out and there's a good sort of tossing care to the wind and just kind of being in the moment kind of thing. But again, when you realize he she's his prisoner, 
the, the, the female pleasure, as Olivia Wilde put it, is a bit of an odd inclusion. Yeah. <laughs> there. Also, and how like, does hey. it work? Like, how does he actually stimulate her? Anyway, don't, oh don't, worry. don't, don't worry. Don't look too heavily into that. Don't <laughs> w- look at it, darling. <laughs> don't look at it, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Sequel. <laughs> don't think about it, darling. Uh, so finally, I will say... The last scene I'll, I'll highlight is... It's a tricky one to highlight because it is a bit of a cliche is the mirror scene when she's in the ballet because we've all seen Black Swan. We all know how it goes when the mirror starts doing weird stuff. But nevertheless, it was well filmed and it was creepy. And yeah, I remember it being an, expect- an effective little scare moment in the cinema. So yeah, I like that. I like that stuff. And some of the creepy visions were quite good. Like I like the wall pressing against the glass and... Mm. That's the only one I really vividly remember. But yeah, it was good stuff. It was good enough for the trailers to make us feel intrigued. Because we had a lot of trailers for Yeah, this. we had like different trailers. So there was one trailer which yeah. has none of that creepy stuff. And then they realised they probably yes. had to include it. And then we were like, yes. hang on, is this a different movie? Like, I'm so yes. confused. They did one where it was just like, this is a 50s American tale. Yeah. Yeah, with no horror elements. Ah, uh, You know, I've just remembered WandaVision. The idea, no, not one division, one wonder vision. I was thinking about this a lot the other day when yeah. I was thinking about this episode. Yeah, yeah, because that's an interesting one in which a woman has actually chosen to trap herself in a trad wife role. Yeah, in because order to escape a horrible truth and the horrible yeah. truth. it's her grief. Her grief. Uh, her grief plus magic creates this yeah. like fifties. Spoilers for one yeah. division. Um, <laughs> creates this kind of fifties, then sixties, seventies, eighties. Um like yeah, lifestyle yeah. in which that she is the traditional wife and and, and then yeah. she has to deal with her grief after that and it, it's a pretty good series i watched the whole thing in like yeah. a day honestly <laughs> it might be my favorite of the marvel series so the one i've watched so me too <laughs> <laughs> excellent i recommend keeping it that way <laughs> no a couple of them are good loki's quite good anyway that's Marvel. This is Don't Worry, Darling. And it's. I will finish by just saying it is a bummer that it was bad because, you know, Booksmart was really good. It was so good, Barcelona. Booksmart is one of the... <laughs> when I lived in Barcelona. <laughs> like, Booksmart is one of the best movies of, like, recent years. It was in my top 10 of that year and I, I would probably include it in a top, at the very least 20 of the 2010s Same. movies. Yeah. Because it was brilliant. and It was so good. The bit, As soon as it started, I was... Yeah. I was on for it. Like when they yeah. do that bit where they're dancing towards each other and they're like, oh, hey, yeah. and they're like complimenting each other. <laughs> and they're like, you look amazing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, this is so like the female relationship that I wish yeah. I had. <laughs> oh, and it's so funny. You need to start and, doing like... that to me when we meet up. Just like yeah, start will... complimenting me as I walk towards you. Okay. And doing like the weird dance. Yeah. I it will... has to come with the dance. I will be your Beanie Feldstein. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted a Beanie Feldstein. <laughs> I will try and be your Beanie Feldstein. So. Yeah, but like it was so inventive, like little moments, like the scene where they're both dolls, and like the the bit where they so the bit that always cracked me up was when they were speaking Chinese to each other in code, and somehow, um, Caitlin Dever knew the Chinese for something like criminal negligence or something yeah. like that. <laughs> it was just so good, <laughs> but like that was so inventive and new, like it felt a bit like the Twenty Two Jump Street style, Twenty One and Twenty Two Jump Street style surreal humor kind of thing, but mm. it was so fresh and just. I really hope. That what this does is kind of course correct for Olivia Wilde because it does smack a little bit of sort of tricky second feature thing where you get a lot of confidence, maybe a bit of arrogance off of the success of your first film and, you know, you kind of lose your way with the second one. So let's it's, just hope the third movie pulls it back. It's a shame because I actually 
watched recently a film with mm. Olivia Wilde in that was awful. <laughs> and so now oh, I no. just have like a really bad vision of Olivia Wilde, which I know she <laughs> isn't a bad actress. It was, mm. um, oh my God, you, maybe you can remind me of the name. It was that okay. film where like time is the currency and it's... Um, oh, in time. In time. Such with a Justin bad Timberlake. <laughs> so bad. Oh my God. And Olivia Wilde is Justin Timberlake's mum and it just doesn't make any kind oh, of... Oh yeah. Sense. Amanda Seyfried's in that, right? Yeah, she's like the love interest. Slash, I feel like somebody I know film. really... Somebody I know really likes that movie, and I can't remember who it is. I, I wanted to like it, and then I was like, <laughs> but then I didn't. Ten minutes in, it. I was like, what am I watching? Yeah, the premise gets lost like ten minutes in. It, yeah, it runs out of time. I don't <laughs> anyway, <laughs> she was good in her in her one scene in her. She was yes, yes. Um, yeah. Okay. So, oh god, the OG team. So we have one comment from L. Scott Jose on Patreon. Thank you very much for getting in touch. And the comment is, Florence Pugh is the new Anna Faris in that she's almost always fantastic and seems to constantly be in shite. Well, I can't speak <laughs> for Anna Faris. <laughs> but Florence Pugh's been in some really good stuff lately. Oh like, my god, um, The Wonder, hello. I know, The Wonder is really good. Maybe I haven't gotten around to that yet because it's so brand new. But I would It's on Netflix right now. That, but agreed she has made some unfortunate decisions recently because before that it's like her new Marvel I didn't stuff. mind that. Um, uh, I didn't mind it. I didn't like love it though. Oh, she was in Little Women. She yeah, was she was in great in that. She was very good in that. She was didn't like she the best win one in that. Best supporting actress for that. Don't think so. It would have. Oh, she definitely got nominated. I think so. But she was she was like the most memorable sister in that. She played the fun one, sort of hectic one. Yeah. And she was really great in that. Um, she was in Midsummer, of course, which was oof, quite something. And I haven't seen Fighting with My Family. Fighting with my family is excellent. I love I it. It's really good. It's so good. It's so <laughs> funny. Florence Pugh is brilliant. I'm really in, if you're into WWE as much as I am, I would seriously <laughs> recommend it because it does. It takes from the real history of what was going on in WWE. Yeah. And Vince Vaughn is excellent in it. Everybody, everybody is perfectly cast and amazing. Like the the final scene gave me actual shivers. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I was like, oh, this. Is... When I first saw it, I was like, this actress is going to be really big. And I Amazing. was right. <laughs> well, we first saw her in Lady Macbeth, of course. Way yes, back in the bad old Way days. back. That was really good. Yeah. But yeah, she has been in some very good things and some very bad things. She was also in, like, The Outlaw King with Chris Pine. Oh my oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Um, she's due to be in Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. The Last Wish? The Last Wish. And, of some course, Oppenheimer. <laughs> And <laughs> some flip flops. <laughs> New boots. This is really getting full of cat situation. Um, and she's going to be in a movie directed by Zach Braff. Her, okay. her partner. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, as far as I know, they're still together. I'm not like I don't wow. check up on. I didn't know that on <laughs> Hollywood partners very often. But <laughs> um, yeah, last last time I heard they were still together. Florence Pugh and ah. Zach Braff. Well, it's going to be a hell of a year for her next year because she's going to be in The Good Person by. That's that Braff, and then she's going to be in Oppenheimer in June too. Oppenheimer, so. yeah. If you if you if cinema goer like we are, you're going to be so sick of the Oppenheimer trailer. Oh my god, <laughs> we're seeing it already, <laughs> and it's not out until the 23rd yeah. of July next it's year. Every every movie has the Oppenheimer trailer. Every single it, and one. And it's like, okay, it's Oppenheimer. Though. Like the Batman trailer, I was happy to get before every movie I ever saw would continue to get that. I would love to continue to get that trailer forever. The trailer for the Dark Knight Rises one of the best trailers ever Oppenheimer it's like yeah I, I'm looking forward to it kind of crazy you're pushing it this hard <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you didn't need to advertise a Christopher Nolan movie this much yeah like, like, think, it's not like gonna get a... oh who's that guy like 
<laughs> and you try to build the hype so that you get like a bunch of film posts like Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer. Like at the premiere, like this is such a weird idea. Family's going to stretch 45 years of history. That was the OG team. But what about the one better thing? The one better thing. Do you have one? I have a couple. Okay. Okay. So actually one of them was going to be the village. Um, okay. Which we talked about already a little bit. So M. Night Shyamalan's The yeah. Village, in which massive spoiler here. So skip forward if you don't want to hear it. Um, you're in this kind of period time. Yeah. It's, it's period, you know, that kind of. Yeah. Um, kind of Wicker Man style village. Um, yeah. Everything's kind of cool and nice. Spooky stuff starts happening. Main character goes through the forest, gets to the end of the forest, and it's it's a road and a car goes past and you're like yeah. shit it's the modern world oh my, oh god. my god how did they not see airplanes but let's not think about that um <laughs> there is a line where they explain that apparently some rich guy paid to have all, all of the, the flight, flight paths diverted, diverted this place, yeah. which is amazing you know there's a movie called dogtooth where the kids have been i love dogtooth you've seen dogtooth dogtooth's so good and so they, good. there the planes are little insects which you could catch if you grabbed uh, yeah. well enough yeah it's so good <laughs> Um, so, so that's one of them. My second one is the Stepford Wives. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, in which I'm sure most of you know either version, both good. In which there's an idyllic village where um, men go to work, women stay at home, and yep. the women are transformed <laughs> um, into a kind of perfect wife. Yeah. And then a outsider comes in and. Um, you know, stuff happens and it, yeah. stuff is revealed and yeah. and bamboozled. So it's not like a VR, it's real life, but there's still like the sci-fi element. And uh, my third one... <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. My third one is the SCOP 7 movie. <laughs> oh my God, seeing double? <laughs> Where they, they go through this like, I don't know if there's more than one SCOP 7 movie. They go through like, um they're driving in their car because you can get seven people in a par- car apparently. And you, they go through like a veil and they're in the 50s. <laughs> oh no, this was their television show. Yeah. Um, they had two television shows, right? Miami Twice or something like that. And um, This was maybe a like TV a TV movie or something because yeah. they, it was definitely a My movie. My sister had it on several VHS tapes. But <laughs> they go and they're in the 50s and then it's like modern people in the 50s doing 50s stuff. And that's like, it's a dumb suggestion, but I just like the fact that they go through and their immediate thought isn't yep. let's like go try and get back. Their immediate thought yeah. is let's go bowling. <laughs> so you're right it was a one-off sitcom from british pop group s club seven that yeah. aired in 1990 there you go so those oh my, my, my my main suggestion would be the stuff would write oh yeah the opening theme was s club party that's wow <laughs> a bold choice <laughs> <laughs> they could do that you know where like harry styles is humming they can be like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and flores few looks over like <gasps> and she's like, <laughs> she's like, ain't no party like an escort party. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my I just god, fixed this movie. this movie. I just you fixed, fixed this it. movie. If it was S Club, that was oh, the siren call back to sanity. My god! <laughs> and she's just like, I don't know. She's just there, like humming it, and you don't realize. You're like, I know that song. And then at, right then, she's like, ain't no party like an escort party. Gotta That's the dramatic line as she leaves. <laughs> <laughs> no, Florence, come back to the party. It ain't no party. <laughs> Not like her. And then she touches the thing and she goes through a world. <laughs> uh, okay, what are your uh, better things? Um, you know, I think I we've mentioned a couple during the actual show. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, 
something singular. Okay, if you want to see a better Harry Styles performance, watch Dunkirk. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have any lines in that, so... <laughs> he has a couple lines, and he's qu- <laughs> they use him just enough. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's it. Just other, like, play that mission from Fallout 3. It was very good. Go play Fallout 3 and play up to the point where you do the 50s flat, um, simulation. I mean, bit. there are other simulation movies, you know. Yeah. Like, Toriko or... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Running Man. Yeah. I'm just going for, like... <laughs> it's so... It is so done, is the thing. It's been done so many times before done. that it just... The movie, it's kind of like Reminiscence, right? Where it's just like, oh, it's this big sci-fi movie, but, like, we've seen all of this stuff before. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anywho. Okay. So that's that's that was the one better thing. The one better thing. One better thing. Katie, how can people find out about you and your endeavours? Um... Well, I don't really do much because I just I work in a library. (laughs) But if you want to uh, listen to (laughs) some history, you can go to Have You Ever Heard Of Pod. um, Have You Ever Pod on Twitter. We don't actually post very much on Twitter, but we post much more on our Patreon, which you don't have to sign up. You can just follow us for free. Uh, And that's um, Have You Ever Pod on Patreon. Excellent. And if you want to find out more about One Good Thing, it's just OGT pod is what you need. Type it into whatever you like and you'll get results about us. I'm typing it in um, right now to my menstruation app. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, you're there. <laughs> oh my god. We're here to offer some form of comfort and relief, but nobody uses it for that. Just <laughs> nobody has chosen that option yet. The people at the menstruation app were very excited about the possibility, but there's been very low take up. <laughs> people find us stressful worse <laughs> than the menstruation is what the feedback that we're getting <laughs> that is gonna be your new tagline <laughs> worse than menstruation worse than menstruation and also one of nick clegg's favorite podcasts <laughs> amazing it's that's the audience we've been courting <laughs> ah i'm paul coalition <laughs> and i'm not not paul goodman <laughs> <laughs> it's all i've ever needed you to be <laughs> and remember the one good thing about don't worry darling oh I do want to say that it's just Harry Styles sad cat face <laughs> <laughs>